This is Anchored in Christ, the sermon podcast that gives you hope in the gospel as an anchor for your soul. Brought to you from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Our second lesson this morning is from the prophet Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter, verses 14 through 16, and it's found on page 696 of your pew Bibles. Let us continue to focus our eyes and hearts on God's word. The prophet says, the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Again, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Happy New Year! I love saying that on this Sunday, and I always look for those quizzical looks, even through your masks. If we were allowed to use noisemakers, I would have passed them out to you to blow your horns, so we could all say together, Happy New Year! Thank you, let's say it, Happy New Year! Why do I say that? Some may ask, because this is indeed the first Sunday of Advent, the first Sunday of the church year. I have a laminated poster of the church year on order, and when it gets here, I'm going to put it on the pastor's office. It's this wonderful uh, art display of the seasons of the church year that begin today with the season of Advent and then Lent, Christmastide, and then Lent and Easter and Pentecost, and that long time of what's called ordinary time. But it's a circular calendar. I really enjoy that and love the artwork on it. Hopefully you'll see it next week. It's on order. Hopefully it'll show up at my house. And it's a reminder that God is with us through all of the circling years as that hymn goes. And it's a reminder that God abides with us through God, our creator, God, our redeemer, and God, our sustainer. Parent, son, Holy Spirit. And here we are in this time, the right time, to watch for and prepare for the coming of God in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. It is a time to watch for and prepare for the advent of the kingdom of God, both in the here and now, and also in the future hope of glory. 
in this season of Advent, in this first season of the church year, in this season of preparation, we will look at God's plan and God's process through reading from the prophets and the classic themes of Advent, God's hope and love and joy and peace. And in this season of Advent, in this season of transitional ministry for this congregation, we will be using as our framework for our Advent messages the book, Simple Church, Returning to God's Process of Making Disciples. Indeed, I have a copy here up here, and there's some copies in my office if you'd like to have one. The session is reading it along with the transition team. Written by Tom Rainer and Eric Geiger, it represents the simple fact that we in the church have made, made things way too complicated. And we have lost sight of the fact that the main quest of the church is to make disciples. In addition, anything we do, any process we undertake in growing and making disciples needs clarity, movement, alignment, and focus. They define a simple church as a congregation designed around a straightforward and strategic process that moves people through the stages of spiritual growth. And what we hope that you will see in these coming weeks is the fact that the wonderfully simple yet seemingly complex incarnation of God in Jesus Christ is indeed a straightforward and strategic process that moves people to salvation, to hope and love and joy and peace. Ah, yes, four weeks of Advent and four attributes of a simple church. Don't you love it when a good plan comes together, huh? That there is clarity in hope. There is movement in God's love. There is joy in the alignment of God's purpose. And there is focus in and on God's peace. So let's get moving with clarity. We need to have some clarity in the hope that is ours in the incarnation. Rainer and Geiger define clarity in a simple church as the ability of the process to be communicated and understood by the people. Folks, we need to start out our season of Advent. We need to be clear on the purpose of the incarnation. A story is told, again, beware of a pastor who says a story is told. A story is told of a young Naval Academy graduate who, after completing his first overseas cruise, was given the opportunity to display his talents at getting his ship underway and out of port. And the young officer's efficiency established a new record for getting a naval ship underway. He was impressed with himself. He was stunned, however, when a sailor approached him with an urgent message from their captain. 
The message said, my personal congratulations upon completing your underway operations according to the book and with amazing speed. In your haste, however, you have overlooked one of the fundamental rules. Make sure the captain is on board before you leave. As the good ship USS Old South Church gets underway from Newburyport in this first week of Advent, it is most important that we do not forget the captain and be very clear on the why of Christmas. For yes, like in any church process, we sometimes work so hard at the trimmings of this time of year that we forget the very core reasons for it. And that core reason is indeed remembering with great clarity the past redemption in Christ for the future hope of salvation. Let us be clear. God became man in the person of Jesus Christ to save us from the human reality of sin and its consequences. He is the branch out of David, of which the prophet Jeremiah foretold, who will save us and be with us our Emmanuel. For Jesus is, paradoxically, the remembrance of things hoped for. The clear reality of Advent is that we glory in the past event of the Incarnation and its powerful work of grace expressed on the cross of our Lord, yet we also hope for the future. When we sometimes say in our prayers, Maranatha, even so, come Lord Jesus, we affirm the reality of our faith that the same babe of Bethlehem will come again in glory. That's what our gospel lesson points to this morning. A new and eternal hoped for kingdom of everlasting hope and love and joy and peace will be established forever. And that gives clarity to our purpose in the here and now. In the meantime, in this seemingly most mean time, we are called as disciples to be beacons of that future hope, even in the midst of darkness and gloom and sin and decay and headlines that fill our minds with, and we feel overwhelmed. But still, with clarity and hope, we are, we are called to work to bring glimpses of that future hope to the most present of times. We are to be clear in our long-term hope and vision. As we say, Maranatha, even so, come Lord Jesus, we can understand that the world's current tribulations and our personal trials can be understood as reasons for us to remain faithful, optimistic, and hopeful in the long view. 
For Advent is a time to be forever reminded of who is in ultimate control of the universe, of who the real captain is. We are a people of the long view. The great preacher Harry, Harry Emerson Fosdick tells the story of his conversation with Reinhold Niebuhr, great 20th century theologian. Niebuhr was so convinced of the universal tendency for humans to abuse power that he was pessimistic about the possibility of society ever becoming truly moral. Still, Niebuhr was not without ultimate hope in God and believed that individual acts could also be conducted on a higher moral level than that of the society in which the individual lived. Fosdick, however, had a more confidence in humankind's ability to progress. So he urged Niebuhr to be more optimistic. Niebuhr responded by saying, if you will be more be pessimistic with me decade by decade, I will be optimistic with you eon by eon. That's clarity in long-term thinking and not letting the present sometimes get to us and overwhelm us. Keep thinking long view. For even Niebuhr says elsewhere, he says, nothing that is worth doing can be achieved in one lifetime. Therefore, we must be saved by hope. Nothing which is true or beautiful or good makes complete sense in our immediate context of history. Therefore, we must be saved by faith. Nothing we do, however virtuous, can be accomplished alone. Therefore, we must be saved by love. For indeed, even in this present age, Christ's saving power is a remembrance of things hoped for. It is already and not yet. As we offer each other Christmas greetings, as we render offerings of good cheer, we do so knowing that somebody with a capital S is coming. Even if the worst happens and heaven and earth pass away, the word incarnate, the word become flesh, is the alpha and the omega and will never pass away and is the resurrection and the life. If we are clear about and believe in that message, then we will never forget the why of Christmas and the hope, and the love, and the joy, and the peace of this season reaches its fullest meaning. Never forget the captain who calls us to follow him in a life of obedience and hope. Never forget the branch springing up from David who gives glimpses of peace and righteousness in this time of darkness and COVID and racism and awful headlines of people behaving badly. Never forget the one who makes sense of it all by his promise that he is coming soon with healing in his wings.
If you walk by my SUV after church on School Street, right down there, it's the only one with a main license plate on it. You'll see a sticker on my rear windshield. It's a representation of a 24-foot neon sign created by Maine artist Charlie Hewitt and was erected right in the early beginnings of this awful pandemic on Forest Ave in, in Portland over his studio. And this neon light is being replicated in other cities across the country to convey a message on how we are to live in and through these times. The sign is just one word. Don't go running out there now, but later. Hopeful. And these wonderful neon lights in different colors. Hopeful. I drive by that on Forest, Forest Ave in Portland every once in a while, and times when I'm getting bogged down in the present that we all do, and I drive by that neon light, that neon sign. Hopeful. People of God, in this season of Advent, the incarnation of God in Jesus Christ offers a clear reminder to us all. Be hopeful and share that hope with Newburyport and beyond. Simply and with clarity be simply incarnate hope. So may we live. Amen. Join with me in a responsive pastoral prayer. It's printed in our bulletins. Let us pray. The coming of our Lord is near, and we wait in joyful expectation. The coming of our Lord is near, and we wait with hope-filled hearts. The coming of our Lord is near, and we wait for God's redeeming presence. The coming of our Lord is near, and we wait for the fulfillment of God's promises. The coming of our Lord is near, and we wait for God's light to shine over all the earth. The coming of our Lord is near, and we wait attentive to the signs of his coming.
Amen. It is now a time to express our hope as we give our gifts, our tithes, our offerings, both in person and online. May it, be remind, may it remind us all that we are with clarity to share the hope of Jesus Christ to the world. Let us think upon that as the offering is now collected. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. If you'd like more information about our historic church, or you'd like to find out more about the gospel of Jesus, please visit our website at oldsouthnbpt.org. The peace of Christ be with you.